You are Locked On Cardinals, your daily St. Louis Cardinals podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome into Locked On Cardinals. I am Lucas Smith, host of the show. Thanks for tuning in today and making Locked On Cardinals your first listen every single day, Monday to Friday. Happy Monday, everybody. September the 27th, and the Cardinals are on a little bit of a roll, uh, as some experts might say, as they have won 16, a franchise record dating back to 1892, 16 games in a row. They have not lost since September the 10th of 2021. If you can even remember back that far, that was uh, the Friday series against the New York Mets, uh, the first game of that series. This has been, at the bare minimum, fun to watch. I know that that's a very basic word to use in this instance, but this Cardinal team has had so many moments this season of just not being fun to watch. Plain and simple. Sluggish, boring, really bad at times. As Adam Wainwright put it, some wretched baseball has been played by this Cardinal team, but the Cardinal team has obviously turned it around and have their magic number down to one. And the Reds, if they lose today, could be eliminated from playoff contention as they have a makeup series with the Pirates today. But nevertheless, Cardinals sit in firm, like I mentioned, obviously firm control of the National League wildcard race, uh, that second wildcard spot. The Brewers did clinch yesterday. Um, so the, the National League Central is officially out the window, but the Cardinals have a, a really good shot now at a 90-win season. They have six games left, three against the Brewers, who I mentioned just clinched, and then three against the Cubs, who have not been playing very good baseball pretty much since June or July, maybe even May if you want to go back that far. But we're going to talk about the offense on today's show, recap what went down over the weekend. It's going to be a good one. Because the offense has been the main difference in this winning streak for the St. Louis Cardinals. Beyond the winning streak, let's just look at how the offense has progressed for the St. Louis Cardinals month by month. In May, you had a slash line of 225, 298, and 388. They just weren't getting on base. That's in 26 games. They had 33 home runs, 106 runs driven in as a team in the first month of the season. And then you also had a really bad June. So you had the, the benchmark set in April or March. And then you had June where you had a slash line of 217, 290, 336. All of those are lows for the season. In 27 games, you had just 19 home runs and 86 runs driven in. OPS plus that month was 74. Um, and just for benchmark, obviously, or just so you know, OPS plus average is 100. Fast forward to, to even August. July was a little bit of a turnaround, but let's go to August. You had a 262, 341, 428 slash line, a 769 OPS, OPS plus of 113. All very solid numbers, but they were still kind of treading water a little bit in the month of August. You go to September, where the Cardinals are now 20 and 6 in 26 games with th- six games remaining on the schedule. And when they break it up by month, they go September slash October. So you still have a good amount to go. And the Cardinals already have a high batting average, 268 high for the year when you break it down by month. On base is the second highest at 322. Slugging is the highest at 489. That's an OPS of 811. OPS plus total for the team, 122. They're slugging 489 as a team in the month of September. Unheard of. 
The offense has been the absolute difference maker on this streak. It's not super obvious, or it is super obvious to some people, but it's just one of those things that has been just such a complete 180 turnaround by so many different players. Harrison Bader had a phenomenal July, a really bad August. He's turned it around. Tommy Edmond, who's had a couple of slumps this year, has turned it around. Dylan Carlson has had his ebbs and flows as well. You have the current MV3, talk about that in just a moment, of Nolan Arenado, Tyler O'Neill, and Paul Goldschmidt just having an ungodly second half of the season. Tyler O'Neill um, has the most home runs as a Cardinal in the month of September. Franchise record. Talk about that as well in a moment. And yet the Cardinals continue to win because of this offense. Look at the total runs scored when you break it down by by month. The record before this was August uh, 93 or 122 runs scored. They scored 122 runs in 26 games in the month of August. Like I mentioned, the Cardinals have already played 26 games here in the month of September, and they have scored 148 runs. Cardinals didn't even score 100 runs in the month of June or July, and they have already scored 148 runs with six games remaining. This offense is on a completely different level. It's the offense's world, and we are simply just living in it, hoping to survive. Other pitching staffs are just hoping to survive at this point. You look up and down this lineup. You have so many guys having solid to career-type years. Let's just go down the lineup. You have Tommy Edmond at the top. Yeah, he's only got a 263 batting average, a 308 on base, but... It, a 386 slugging. It leads the league with 41 doubles on the season. Stolen 28 bags, which is the highest since 2004, when Tony Womack had uh, 26. That's the thing. I didn't even realize that he had 20, 28 home runs. And then you go to the corners, or one of the corners, I should say, and Paul Goldschmidt. 294 batting average, 366 on base, 517 slugging. You heard that right. Paul Goldschmidt is slugging at a 517 clip for the season, mostly due to his unbelievable second half, especially in the month of um, of August. July, August is when he really turns it on. That 517 slugging is his highest since all the way back in 2018. It would be his highest as a Cardinal since he was a Cardinal in 2019. The Cardinals might not have three in the top five of the MVP voting, but they sure as well are probably going to have three in the top 23 getting votes in O'Neill, Goldschmidt, and Arenado. Let's look at the other two in that in that list. We'll go to Tyler O'Neill first. Just an unbelievable career year for him. 281 batting average. I know a lot of people say batting average doesn't matter, but if anybody would have told me that Tyler O'Neill was going to bat 280, I wouldn't have believed you. On base of 348, that's another thing I wouldn't have believed. Tyler O'Neill's drawing walks this season and slugging at a 544 clip. That's a really, really, really high number. I know that. But I would have believed that from Tyler O'Neill. OPS plus 145. He's got 32 home runs, 77 runs driven in. So won't have the 100 RBI season per se, but still a very, very solid career year for Tyler O'Neill. And as I mentioned earlier, he's hit a lot of home runs this month. Uh, before... Tyler O'Neill, the only players with the most home runs in September or October were 11, and that was by Mark McGuire, set at three different times, <clears throat> excuse me, in the 90s. And Tyler O'Neill has obliterated, or has caught up to 
Big Mac. Say what you will about Big Mac and steroids and yada, yada, yada. But Tyler O'Neill has had, if, if, he's, if he's had a career year, he's definitely had a career month here as he's been a big catalyst in this offense for the St. Louis Cardinals. Let's just take a look at his month. He's got 11 home runs in the month. 11 home runs. He's driven in 27. He's hitting 310 this month, slugging 690 and an on-base percentage of 364. 690 is Tyler O'Neill's slugging percentage this month. We move further down the lineup as we go to Nolan Arenado, his first year as a Cardinal. Average might not be where you want it, 255. On base might not be where you want it, 313. But an OPS of 808 because of a 495 slugging percentage. OPS plus 122. 33 home runs, 103 RBI. Your 234 hitters have 30 plus home runs. Two of them are going to have 100 plus RBI. O'Neill's not going to have 23 RBIs in the final three games of the season. It's a lethal combination to go through. I'm not saying the offense is as deep one through eight as the Dodgers or the Giants. But this offense is not something to roll your eyes at. Even Dylan Carlson, who's not having maybe the, the explosion every year you might want it, still has 15 home runs, OPS plus, still a 119, and you still got a 419 slugging percentage. Pretty solid year. Yadier Molina has very, very clutch in certain moments. Edmundo Sosa is having a very, very nice year in his replacement of Paul DeYoung. And Harrison Bader is just having... An, Harrison Bader and Tyler O'Neill. when I mentioned that the career year somebody's having, Harrison Bader is one of those two. O'Neill and Bader are the two people that, in my opinion, are having career years. Because, again, tell me what you will about batting average. If, if you would have told me Harrison Bader is going to bat 270, I don't think I would have believed you. 270, 328 on base, 466 lugging, an OPS plus of 119, 15 home runs, 21 doubles for Bader, 8 steals, and one of the best defensive center fielders in all of baseball. This offense has been on an unreal rate in this winning streak and overall just in the month of September. Cardinals have now scored 685 runs on the season, and as I mentioned earlier, 148 of those have come in the month of September. Pretty sweet winning streak to be at 16. They're going to go for 17 tomorrow. I'll break down that series on tomorrow's show. This offense is one to be tampered with right now. Hopefully they can keep it up going into October, which, unless something drastic happens, is where this team is headed come the conclusion of the regular season. And again, the Reds can be eliminated with a loss today to the Pittsburgh Pirates, and the Cardinals' magic number sits at one, because the only other team in the race right now is the Phillies, as they, they're probably vying for an NL East crown uh, more so than a wildcard spot. But the Cardinals had, in the famous words of Danny Mack, uh, Dan McLaughlin had another Wrigley Field massacre over the weekend. A four-game sweep of the Cubs in Chicago. And this one was sweet because of the sweet 16 that it caused the Cardinals to win in a row. We've got a wacky play to break down. We're going to start with that coming out of the break. Uh, we're going to start with Sunday's game and the wacky play that was uh, in just a moment. But first, I want to tell you guys how to solve a problem that I'm sure most of you have. And that is that you have one device to catch a game live, one that lets you stream your favorite shows, you got sports highlights on your phone, and your neighbor's best friends log in for the really good stuff. I want to tell you about a simple way to get all the entertainment you love into one simple place without all the hassle and get your TV together. It's called Direct TV Stream. It brings your live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before so you can watch your favorite sports, shows, and movies all in one place. 
That means no more juggling remotes or no need to buy another device ever again, and there's no annual contract. Get rid of all the clutter and confusion and get your TV together with DirecTV Stream. You can learn more at directtv.com. That is directtv.com. Compatible device required. Content does vary by package. And Cardinals fans, with this incredible app, everyone who buys gas needs to know about. It's called Get Upside. My listeners are making up to 25 cents for every gallon of gas every time they fill up. Just download the free Get Upside app in the App Store or Google Play right now. I'll give you information on how to do it, but you can go to those app stores right now and get this app. Use promo code BASEBALL and get a bonus 25 cents per gallon on your first fill-up. That's up to 50 cents cash back. Don't pay full price at the pump anymore. Get cash back using GetUpside. Just download the app for free. Use promo code BASEBALL to get up to 50 cents a gallon cash back on your first fill-up. Some people who drive a lot more making such as two to $3,000 a month in cash back, and there's no catch. The cash back gets added right to your account. You can cash out anytime from your bank account, PayPal, or an e-gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free GetUpside app right now. Use promo code BASEBALL to get up to $0.50 cents a gallon back on your first tank. Once again, that is code BASEBALL on the app GetUpside. Never easy to, to win. The Cardinals still finding new ways to win in this winning streak. Even after 16 wins in a row, you think, oh, this is getting a little boring. This, I don't know what's going on. We need, we need to move around here. Uh, wins can get boring. Wins never get boring, especially in baseball, because the Cardinals find new ways to win, it seems like, every other day. And they found a wacky way to win on Sunday. For those who missed it, we had an infield fly call that was kind of botched. First and second. Bottom of the ninth, one out. Pop up on the infield. Third base umpire calls infield fly at the peak of the pop fly, which is what you're supposed to do. Ball falls because Nolan Arado trips. That batter is automatically out. So the runners advance at their own risk. And what this means is that the runners going into the third and going into second, those are no longer force outs. They're advancing at their own risk. Therefore, it is a tag out once that infield fly has been called. So the throw to third is a force out, or is treated as a force out, but it should not have been. Throw to second is also treated as a force out, but should not have been. So the umpires, after realizing their mistake of calling those runners out on a force out, call time. But immediately, almost simultaneously, as a second base umpire calls time, Tommy Edmond tags the runner out, Ortega, after he was off the base, should have been the third out of the inning. However, because time was called and no tag was applied to any runner before time had been called, the runners were called safe. So they put Ortega at second, Romine on third, and he had two outs with Ian Happ at the plate, who had homered the day before. Mike Schilt was livid, and he was livid for a reason. Because that was a botched play. Because it ended up being no harm, no foul. Because the strikeout ended the game. However, if that ends up being a hit and those runs come around to score, we have a completely different thing to talk about today. And again, the Cardinals, you, you could tell me, oh, Lucas, the Cardinals won 15 in a row. Who cares about that? It's not about that. It's about umpires getting the play right. Umpires are humans. They're imperfect. I'm an umpire at the high school level. Imperfect. I understand that. 
this is where a replay comes into re- uh, the replay system comes into question. Play like that could it have been reviewed? Could it should it be reviewable? Questions of that nature. A weird, bizarre play to end the game on Sunday, or to, to that, that should have ended the game on sh- on Sundays. I guess uh, what I should say, but nevertheless, the Cardinals were able to survive that and really survive a, a really bad offensive day. Because that was not their best showing offensively as they win by the final score of just 4-2. to two. But again, with that, that tying run was on second base when it should have been game over before that runner even got there. Mistakes are made. In this case, thankfully, all is well that ends well for the Cardinals. But like I mentioned, it was really a rough day offensively. I talk all about this great offense, but Keegan Thompson, three innings in an opener role yesterday for the Cubs. Career-high seven strikeouts. Edward Azalea struck out three in his three and two-thirds of an inning. Cardinals struck out 11 times yesterday. But then once F. Ross, Wick, and Hewer came in, then it was the Cardinal offense came back alive, it seemed like, because they scored three runs in the final two innings. Because that's another thing about this offense that has been so impressive during this winning streak. They're not just scoring in an inning or two. They're scoring in multiple innings. They're scoring throughout the entirety of the game. And that makes an offense hard to stop because earlier in the season, it felt like the Cardinals might jump out to a one, two, three, four run lead in the first inning or two and then just be done. Where now the Cardinals are jumping out to a couple run lead in the first inning, two innings, and then adding on in the fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth, or ninth. And that's not exactly what the Cardinals did on Sunday. But the, the the idea was still there where they scored early. They had a run, one run lead in the third thanks to a Goldschmidt bomb. And then they scored late. Harrison Bader had a big-time home run. That was also an absolute bomb for his 15th of the year. And the Cardinals scored two runs in the ninth without having a ball leave the infield. When things are going good, things are going good. Here's what happened in the bottom, or the, excuse me, the top half of the ninth when the Cardinals were on offense. Andrew Kisner drew a leadoff walk. Lars Newport had a bunt single. Bunt paid off in that situation. Tommy Evans, sacrifice bunt. He's out at first base. Intentional walk. Twal Goldschmidt, right move. Because then you set up a double play ball. Tyler O'Neill would be tough to double up, and he ended up hitting, he ended up grounding out. Right back to the pitcher. Ball didn't leave the infield. It was knocked down, but Lars Newtbar was still able to come around and score. Then you intentionally walk Nolan Arenado. You had Cabrera spot up because of a double switch. So Rondon is a pinch hitter. He... Um, he strikes out, but in between that, I, I missed it. Excuse me, you had a, a wild pitch uh, that, that scored uh, Andrew Kishner after Goldschmidt had been in, intentionally walked. My apologies there. But that's what happened in the ninth inning. Ball never left the infield, and the Cardinals got two runs. When it's going good, it's going good. Two runs, ball doesn't leave the infield. Cardinals win 4-2. That was Sunday. Sunday was a rare time during this this winning streak, and there haven't been too many um, where this offense just didn't hit. There's a game in that Milwaukee series where it happened, um, but but overall, as I mentioned, the numbers that I just mentioned during the whole month of September, the Cardinals have hit, especially during this winning streak, have the Cardinals hit, and it just didn't really happen yesterday until it happened late in the game as the Cardinals um, crushed the, the Cubs' hopes and dreams as they, they conclude Wrigley Field's 2021 season with a four-game sweep because the Cubs are on the road for the rest of this week, um, and the Cardinals finish up their road portion of the schedule. 
yeah, with, with a four-game sweep. Before I take my next break, I'm, I'll talk about one more game, and that was Saturday's game. I'll go backwards in time a little bit. Uh, Saturday's game was a perfect example of the Cardinals getting out to a lead, scratching and clawing their way back because they got a one run in the second, and then the Cubs scored two runs in the third and fourth innings. Cardinals got one at the top of the fourth, but the Cardinals are now down 4-2. And you're thinking, oh, no, winning streak over, right? But the offense comes back with three runs in the seventh inning thanks to a Harrison Bader single, a Lars Newtbar singer, and a Paul DeYoung sacrifice fly. But that's not what I want to talk about from this game. Offense did well, nine hits, eight runs, scored late. Because then in, in the ninth inning, you had um, a strikeout, wild pitch, Harrison Bader scores, and a two-run shot by Paul DeYoung. Not what I want to talk about. What I want to talk about was this wacky, bizarre double play that happened on part of the Cubs. Here's how it goes down in MLB uh, in, the, in the game score. Rafael Tega hit into a fielder's choice double play. First baseman, Paul Goldschmidt, to Yadier Molina, to Nolan Arenado, to Tommy Edmond, to Yadier Molina, to Harrison Bader, to Paul DeYoung. Bodie is out at third. Thompson's out at second. That is the definition of bad base running. However, to other to another point, that is also the, the definition of the best defense in baseball doing best defense in baseball things. It's exactly what happened. This defense is the best defense in baseball. You've got gold gloves galore around the infield. You've got an exciting outfield that most likely will have an extra gold glove by the conclusion of this season. Not many defenses are able to make that play. Was it bad base running by the Chicago Cubs? Absolutely. I mean, anytime you have a 3-2-5-4-2-8-6 double play, it's not going to be too many times where the base running didn't mess up somehow, some way. The Cubs did. You may, yes, maybe had, you had the contact play with runner breaking off contact from third base. It still seems as though you could have used common sense on a one-hopper to the first baseman who was already playing in. But Goldsmith made the right play going home. The Cardinals executed the rundowns very well, and they got two outs, inning over. TJ McFarland was pumped up after that double play, and he has been a master at inducing double plays this season and getting out of jams. But that was the moment for me. That was the moment of the game on Saturday. I remember watching it with my family, and we were all just in disbelief. Like, what just happened? And my brother said, well, that's how they're going to get on the highlight reel. Going to make bad base running. Got to get on the highlight reel somehow. And the Cubs did that with some poor, poor base running on Monday. Excuse me, today is Monday, on Saturday. Friday is going to be a fun one to talk about because it was a doubleheader sweep. I was at the second game of that doubleheader to see the tying game in terms of that was the 14th win at that time tied the franchise mark for wins in a row but as we know good and well cardinals have since broken that mark uh, so we will go ahead and talk about that day those two games coming up as well as let you know what you're going to have coming up this week on locked on cardinals but before i get there i want to tell you about the best tasting protein bar on the market and that is built bar if you don't know the built bar flavors you're, you're missing out but i'll inform you so you're not missing out anymore Coconut, cherry barcia, raspberry, mint brownie, double chocolate, salted caramel, strawberry orange, cookies and cream, and German chocolate, including occasional limited time flavors. You can't go wrong. There's something for everybody on this list of delicious, incredible tasting protein bars. You really can't go wrong. My favorite is double chocolate. I had one after my long shift at the Mizzou Rec Center last night because I just needed it, and it helped me, and it was delicious. 
All these bars are covered 100% in chocolate, but they're still healthy. 17 to 18 grams of protein, calories ranging from 130 to 180, 4 to 5 grams of sugar, 4 to 5 grams of net carbs, amazing flavors, all tasty, all healthy. Order today, get the double chocolate, the raspberry, the orange, whatever you like. Built Bar is also the official protein bar of the U.S. track and field team. And if you ask me, that's pretty neat in and of itself. So go to Built.com, use promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off of your order. So you've got incredible tasting protein bars. You've got the fact that they're incredibly healthy and covered in chocolate. You're going to save money as well. Three reasons to get the best tasting protein bar in the business. That is Locks 15 for 15% off your order of incredible, delicious Built Bars. Friday was a day that I honestly kind of worried about. You don't usually see teams sweep double headers coming off of a uh, four-game series on the road. I mean, in all honesty, even though the Cubs might not be the best team in baseball or uh, that that competitive, you could argue that 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 this was a really hard week with the St. Louis Cardinals. You had four on the road against the division-leading Brewers, and then a double header on Friday for a four-game series on the road against the Chicago Cubs. Say what you will about the Cubs. Any team on the road is not going to be an easy feat. Every team is harder when you're playing them at home. That, that's just the nature of, of sports, right? You're not in your own home. You're not in your own space. You're away. Maybe the home crowd is really rowdy. Maybe they've got some, some momentum. Whatever it might be, it's never easy. Cardinals, that, that, that's the thing that should be talked about as well because – of the 16 games on this winning streak, you had three on the road against the Mets, four on the road against the Brewers, and four on the road against the Cubs. That's not an easy schedule to go through. 16 wins is never easy, even if you're playing them all at home. But for the fact that they did this on the road was even more impressive, and Friday was extremely impressive as well. Friday during the day, they scored eight runs, scoring on a Paul Goldschmidt home run. Who else? A Jose Rondon pinch it to home run. Tyler O'Neill decided to leave the stadium. Tommy Edman had a base hit, as well as Paul Goldschmidt, to provide insurance runs. Cubs made an interesting in the bottom half of the six, scoring five runs, which was kind of um, kind of a, a bummer, as um, Alex Reyes gets tagged for four earned runs total. Um, TJ McFarlane gets tagged for one run, but Giovanni Gallegos with a nice, quiet, two-strikeout ninth. No hits allowed by him. But this, this offense showed, once again, it's true colors and how dominant it can be up and down the lineup when everybody is clicking because that is exactly what is happening right now. Everybody is clicking on this baseball team, on offense especially. And that's something that we haven't seen. We, we talked so long this season about, oh, if only the Cardinals could get Paul Goldschmidt, Nolan Arenado hot at the right time. Well, now they've got one through four of the Cardinal lineup hot at the right time, including or in addition to Harrison Bader, you could even argue that Edmundo Sosa is having a fine season. Um, this, this offense is clicking on the, on another level. And I want to talk a little bit more about the game Friday night because I was there at that one. This is the first time in my life, I will admit, that I missed first pitch at a Major League Baseball game. We left my house in plenty of time. We we're going to get there an hour before the game. Going to be perfect. Park, walk around for 20 minutes, go in the stadium. Traffic in Chicago is on another level. I should have known this. That's fine. We parked as first pitch was happening, so we missed the Cardinals' run scoring uh, in the top of the first. Uh, we walked in as they were scoring their third run, um, and then Jack Flaherty gave up a home run as I was sitting down. Um, so I probably shouldn't have sat down. I probably should have stayed walking around, <laughs> and that would have definitely had an effect on Jack Flaherty's performance. But uh, I digress. But but Flaherty, 
said that he w- was missing up and he didn't like his performance and wasn't a lot to like us. He did give up a home run in his rehab start, or not rehab start, in his first start back. But Dakota Hudson is one that you can be really happy with and really proud of as he came in relief of Flaherty and pitched overall very well. He was tagged with two earned runs, but three and two-thirds of an inning, four hits, two strikeouts, looked really good, able to work out of a couple of jams. He was also aided by uh, Hennessy Cabrera getting out of one for him in a bases-loaded situation. So that was really impressive to see. But Dakota Hudson is going to be, could be a weapon for this Cardinals team here in the second season as we move into postseason play. Dakota Hudson has been out with Tommy John. Credit to him for him working his way back as he did. But like I said on uh, the mailbag episode on Thursday, um, Thursday or, or Friday, apologies, I forget which one that was, um, I would like to see Flaherty and Hudson, if, if neither one of them are, are healthy enough to go the full distance, to piggyback off one another. That would be that would be incredible to see. And as if you get Flaherty to go a little bit longer, maybe it can be super effective as it was on Friday. Offense what was unbelievable. New Park had two home runs. Bader, DeYoung each had a home run. 12 runs. History. Wonderful to see history. If you missed the final out from my perspective, head over to my Twitter at LJFastball. Tweeted it out there. But that's going to do it for today's show. Tomorrow, we're going to talk about the Milwaukee Brewers series and how that is still extremely winnable. And the Cardinals have a chance to clinch on their own terms with a win on Tuesday since the uh, Phillies cannot... Um, lose today so they cannot eliminate themselves from the wild card race today the reds can with the loss to the pirates um so be sure to tune back in tomorrow i thank you for making me your first listen each and every day monday to friday be sure to follow me on twitter at lj fastball follow the show on twitter and instagram at lo underscore cardinals email the show anytime at lockedoncards at gmail.com dms are open on any of the social media channels i just mentioned but until i talk to you guys tomorrow enjoy the winning streak stay safe and have a fantastic rest of your day